first thing we ask about is their future. We don't first ask how much do you have, how much do you spend, you know, whatever. We say, what do you want to do? That's the first question um, is your future. And we often say, you know, what do you want for you, your family, your health, you know, whatever category you want to put it in. But you have to start there. Hey, midlifers. Welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. Are you ready to break free from your mundane midlife? Are you feeling trapped in a vicious cycle of rinse and repeat days? No matter if you're experiencing a divorce hangover, job burnout, or you just have the midlife blues, I got you. Hey, I'm Wendy, your hostess of the Midlife Mostess. I too was hit by midlife like a freight train. I too felt stuck in the same dull chapter. I wanted the clarity of how to create a new life beyond divorce and the courage to leave an unfulfilling career. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't worthy and it was just easier to stay in my comfort zone until I found a little secret, the freedom to live my life my way. In this podcast, you will learn how to achieve a vibrant midlife mind and body, how to create solid relationships through love and loss, and how to create an awesome second half of life. Grab your grande latte, pop in your earbuds, and let's get this midlife party started. Everyone, welcome back to the Midlife Makeover Show. We have an awesome guest today and an awesome topic. Our guest is Lisa Crosta. She is a certified financial planner professional, as well as a certified public accountant. Lisa Crosta is the director of wealth management of BPP Wealth Solutions, where she helps her clients better understand their financial picture so they can achieve their dreams. Having gone through divorce and raising three kids on her own, you go girl. Lisa aims to help other women who find themselves in tough situations. She enjoys guiding her clients through the confusion of complex financial jargon. Thank you. Bringing clarity to the financial realm of her clients' lives. Lisa, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Yeah, thank you. And you shared with me, you're 55 years young and you look amazing. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I mean, look at <laughs> this. You. Yes. So she's, she's in the midlife. So, you know, yeah. yeah. So uh, I was sharing with you before we hit record that, um, there was one word that really stuck out to me in your bio and that was the word dreams. And I would love to start with that because I feel like that's what it's all about. And when sometimes, myself included, when we're talking about money and financial planning and the word budget and all that stuff, it gets like wah, wah, wah. Not to say yeah. that it's not important, but yeah. I feel like we have to think more about what we're wanting, what we're desiring, what we're dreaming about, what we want in our lives, especially at midlife, and kind of reverse engineer it. And how do we make that happen? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so it's interesting you say that because when we start a financial plan with a client, the first thing we ask about is their future. We, ah. don't first, we don't first ask how much do you have, how much do you spend, you know, whatever. We say, what do you want to do? Yeah. That's the first question um, is your future. And we often say, you know, what do you want for you, your family, your health, mm -hmm. you know, whatever category you want to put it in. But you have to start there. Do you usually do, is there usually like a blank stare or do people know exactly what it is that they want for their future? You know, some people have more, more clarity than others for sure. Yeah. 
if you're going to do planning, I think a lot of times people are already starting to think about that. Like once they come to us, they may already be going down that road because a lot of times when you start thinking about what you want, what you dream, you realize there's maybe some work you have to do under the hood financially. Yeah. So they may already, a lot of our clients are already thinking about that when they come to us. Yeah. But but dreams are simple. I want to retire in, in the same lifestyle I've gotten used to. And some are completely different. I want to quit my job as soon as possible. Yeah. You know, I want to travel. I mean, the, the it's I hate to even list them because they can be so all over the place. I want to travel. Yeah. You know, fully. I want to, you know, and it's there's also a lot of balance with work and retirement, right? You don't want to wait to retire to do everything. You don't want to save and save and save. And then you're yeah. once you retire, you don't have the mobility or whatever it is to do it. So how do you do it now? Yeah. Um, and, and you know, just the other day I had two clients that come to mind where we talked about how to get some of their dreams now. Yes. Why they're still working because neither one are in the position to retire yet. They both have to work, you know, into their late 60s, but they don't want to wait to then to do their stuff. So we're talking about let's buy that dream home now. Right. You know, and work from the dream home. Don't yeah. wait. So sell the, you know, the raise your kids and sell that home and buy that other one in the area you want to be, but still work or start, you know, increase your travel budget now. Mm-hmm. Now, so maybe you have to work a little bit longer. Yeah. You're living your life. You're not putting everything on hold to the day you send in that retirement notice. So start yeah. living it now. And yeah. in some ways, you know, unless you hate your job, I said this to this man I was speaking to. It, it's you can have a more enjoyable retirement if you work a little bit longer mm-hmm. because you do need it financially, but don't wait to do everything. Yep. So enjoy the last five years. Maybe you have to work a year longer, but then you have five more great years. Yes. And plus, it's sometimes it's not about gaining more income, it's losing some of that debt, right? Yeah. Because yeah. if you get rid of some of that debt, that gives you more money to maybe take that vacation or to put money towards that dream home or yeah. to be able to start that side job or whatever the case is. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. you know, not everybody, you know, some people want to stay in their house. Some people don't yeah. want to. It's it's all about it's all about planning what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, I'm, here it is. Right. We're at midlife and we have a nest and then the nest starts to empty out. The birdies are leaving and then you're yes. left with this empty nest going, now what? And and then you do have to kind of think about, do I want to keep this big nest? Do I want to downsize? Do I want to go travel the world? And sometimes, I, I'd say a lot of times, we don't stop and ask ourselves, what do I want? What do I want in my yeah. future? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when you start planning, you do, it brings up those questions mm-hmm. kind of to think about them. Yeah. You know, cause it's not just about the biggest pot at the end of the, at the end right. of the rope. Like, right. I mean, I, those hopefully, those aren't my clients. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's obviously people out there that the goal is to get the pot as big as possible, but <laughs> that's not what we're working towards. What is it you want? What's it for? Like we talked right. about before money is a means to do things you want to do. Yes. Not exactly. about, I mean, for mo- our clients, it's not about accumulating as much as possible. And granted, if the client comes to me and says, I want to get the biggest, I want to get the most commas as possible. Yeah. Then we can help that. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you know, I think you said too, it's, yeah. And it's about gaining that clarity of what, and even your relationship with money, right? How you view yeah. money. Some people yeah. think of money as a good thing. Some people think it's a bad thing. Some people feel like they have to keep up with the Joneses. They have to have that huge bucket of money at the end of their life. So yeah. it's really determining 
how you feel about money, what it can do for you, and and really just understanding more about it before you even dive into a lot of that yeah. like budget and, and all that. For some, for some people talking about money, for many people, money, it they, they avoid it. They, they avoid yeah. it. They're scared of it. You know, it stresses them out. Yeah. And so one of the reasons you know, when you do a plan and you do do the little bit of hard work of digging up all those numbers, giving us all that information is you have a little more clarity and that should take away some of the fear. Yeah. Because uncertainty breeds fear, right? Uncertainty in anything you, 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 makes you anxiety. So if you have some certainty to see it, it takes away some of the anxiety about it. Yeah. And to hold on to that dream and not give up on it, because if you keep keep that in the forefront of your mind of like, I'm going to make this happen, then you'll make it happen. Things will fall into yeah. place, which is pretty crazy. Right. But you yeah. can't put your head in the sand. No, no. Just, you just wish for it. No, know? no, definitely not. Yeah. You got to make a move. So I, my, my audience has heard some of my story, but uh, a few years ago here, my life was a mess and I was getting a divorce. I was unemployed. I had been working with my ex for a couple of decades. So I was starting over and I had $150,000 in debt. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I've shared this story with my audience too about like, I literally was lying on my bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out because my life was so freaking miserable. And my brother had just passed away. My dog died. My cat, my cat died. Like I died. Like it was just awful. And then I had this vision of driving an RV across the country. And I thought, Wendy, you know, there's that voice of, you're not going to make that happen. Look at you. And then I thought, well, I better make at least one step forward towards that. What are my choices? What's the alternative? I'll just keep going down, right? So I did. And I applied for jobs all over the country. I got a great job offer in Chicago. I moved from Virginia to Chicago. And within one year, this is crazy. I went from making $0 to a half a million dollars in a job I had no idea how to do, but I was like, I kept this RV in the forefront of my mind. I'm like, damn it. I am going to take off in an RV one day. <laughs> and within two years, I got rid of all my debt, bought this RV that I'm sitting in right now. And here I am in Malibu. It's amazing. And if mm-hmm. I can do it, being a complete freaking mess, anybody <laughs> can do it. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, that's an amazing story. But you have to put that first foot forward, right? That first and take that first step that was scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure too, I have a lot of listeners uh, that, you know, are going through divorce or they're having to start over like I did Mm -hmm. or all of the above. Yeah. So, so where, where do you start? What do you recommend? So I, I do think you start with what, what is it? You got to figure out a little bit what you want. Do you yeah. want do you get out of this marriage or not? Right. Yeah. That's a big, big, I mean, that's a big decision. Yeah. And then if you're in a, sorry, my yeah. allergy eyes are cheap. Um, <laughs> if you're in a job or not in a job, you know, do you want to like, those are the basic questions. Or do you want to keep this job? Do you want a different job? Yeah. Uh, what do you want to do? And it may be that, what you what you're doing doesn't pay enough for your lifestyle for you to get divorced. So right. there, you may have to make a change and decide is there a side gig you can do these days? There's so many. 
Is there a way to get to a place where you can make more money if you need to? Or like you said, is there a way to cut the expenses on the other side? Yep. You know, there's two sides of the equation to make this work. But, you know, we don't like people to, I mean, nobody wants to stay in a marriage they're unhappy with because of money, but people do it all the time. Yes. So yep. if that, you know, you gotta, you have to just figure out how you can do it. And, and knowing what you need to do helps. There's a, um, the owner of our company wrote a book called Chaos to Joy, and it's four, sto- four stories of women who went from chaos to, you know, joy and success. And, wow. you know, one of the stories is about a woman who needed, who had, her husband had died, I believe, maybe getting this mixed up, mm-hmm. but bottom line is she needed a substantial amount more money to make her life work. Mm. And not your average $5,000 raise. I think she needed 50 or 30, whatever the number was. And, and, you know, my boss at the time, I wasn't working with her, talked her through how to go ask for this money and, and to explain why she needed it. And if they wanted her to stay, this is what she needed to live in the city where yeah. they hired her. And, and it's amazing the response she got. And that was her first step forward to be able to stay where she wanted to stay and get the money. And, um, you know, that doesn't always work for everyone, but she right. got it at least to the point where she knew what she had to ask for. Yeah. She had, she had numbers behind it. She had logic behind it. You know, she was the valuable employee. The city was expensive and and they did it. So the plan helped her at least have a number and go with some, with some force behind that number. Just not like, oh, I want 20,000 more because I want to go on vacation. No, I live in the city. I have three kids. You want me. I'm valuable. I provided this to the company. This is what I need. Um, And it gave her the power to to ask for it. And it worked. Yeah. And it's about that clarity, right? Knowing exactly what it is that you need. Yeah. And it may be that you can't stay where you are for whatever reason and you, you have to make a change. But, you know, it does. Unfortunately, the finances do have to work, but you got to know what you want first. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if you love a job I and mean, there's plenty of people who love their jobs and get underpaid, but that's more important and that's fine. So you right. gotta make it work on the expense side yeah. because you got to be happy. Yeah. And fulfilled. And then for me, you know, it's like I a lot of people have asked, well, why wouldn't you have just kept that job? Like you were making so much money, but that's not what I wanted. And I really did not like the job. I was good at it, but I didn't mm-hmm. like it. It was not fulfilling at all, one bit whatsoever. Yeah. So I went from, you know, zero to a half a million to zero. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I was at peace with that. I was at such yeah. peace with that. And, you know, I went, I flew from Chicago to Nashville. I bought this RV it was the largest purchase I've ever made personally in my life. It was so yeah. cool though, just to walk up to the, to the bank teller and be like, I need X amount of money for my down payment. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but, and it was just so, I felt, I was so proud of myself and it was very empowering and yeah. bought that RV on a Saturday. I drove it back from Nashville to Chicago on Sunday in the pouring rain course, because it rains in Chicago. And Monday morning, I quit my job. Wow. And, amazing. Yeah. And then I was like, it, it was always my dream to be able to start my own show. I didn't know what it would be about or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I just made it happen. And you have to just, it's really about putting yourself first and saying, okay, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm at this point in my life, like I deserve to do what I want to do and feel how I want to feel. And to be happy. Cause like you said before, it's like life is short. You don't know. You don't know if you're no. going to make it to retirement. You don't right. know that. You got to live some. Well, I, so uh, I've been at the company I'm not, I've been doing what I, my financial planning for a long time, but I've been at this company for three years. And when I left the job, 
my, I had a brief job in between, but the main job I had before that, which I was at for almost six years, it was a very steady job. They were, they were great people to work for the owners of the company. You know, I started right after I got divorced and I started really, really low. My income yeah. was really low. And they were like, you pass these tests and every test I pass, everything I did, I just asked for more money and they were responsive. They were, they were a good company, but I did decide to leave because I wanted a little bit more. And I remember I had some friends at the time thought I was nuts. I didn't ever open an email on the weekend. I never worked at night. It was very consistent. They were very supportive of me doing, having to do things for my kids. Um, but I felt like I was capped out, not just financially, but uh, intellectually. I wanted mm. to do a little more. I wanted to be a little more in charge of my clients. I just wanted a little bit different spin on how you could do my job. So I left. And that was, you know, it was a very safe, you know, easy place to stay at. But I decided I wanted to try for more. So that I did, you know. And my income has grown and my responsibility has grown. I have many, many more client relationships that are mine that I really enjoy. Yeah. So, you know, it was a risk. Um, but I, I, I was, I had, it was the year that my, my, my youngest were juniors and seniors in high school. So I knew it was close to when I would have you know, more time on my hands. So anyway, and it was a risk, but I did it. And I'm glad I did it. You know, you just, you know what I, what I was just thinking. Yeah. That is such a good, it's such a great comeback story, right? And really, I I was thinking um, I posted a reel or something last week on Instagram about how your life is like a movie and mm-hmm. you're the main character. Right. At the same time, you're also the director of the movie. Mm-hmm. And at any time you can rewrite a new script, you can right. you can write your own comeback story. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool. And I think, you know, it's a. Uh, the word possibility comes to mind. And really that's what all of this is. It's the possibility of what you can create. Right. And and be in charge of. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I always, there's one thing, you know, when you get divorced, which you did as well as I did, you know, it's it's a weird time, right? Yes. Going on, you make some bizarre decisions. I made some good and some bad decisions, but I remember walking home from dropping my kids off at school and somebody walking up to me and talking about all these people come out of the woodwork who you found out didn't have great marriages once you they find out yours is falling apart. And I remember somebody saying to me along the way, oh, don't go get it. And I had just was doing a little bit of side work at that time. I was not, a, you know, full time employed. So don't go get a job now. You, you know, you won't get enough support. Uh, and I'm going to get a job. That's what my attorney told me to do. And I thought that is the worst advice ever. Like, don't you want to be in I want to be in charge of my destiny. Yes. Like I don't wait so I can get more money from somebody I don't want to spend my and, and I'm yeah. not saying don't support yeah. and you're all you can do, but like God to just hand over all that control to somebody else. Yes. Yeah. And I I just it was it always stuck with me. I thought that's really bad advice. Yeah, really I've bad. heard that too. I've heard that too. And I felt the same way. I was like, no, I'm ready to start my life. Yeah. I don't want because yeah. that kind of leaves you in limbo. And, and again, you can get support, alimony, transfer, all that's great, but still have something that you have because eventually you have to take charge of your life. Yes. You know, you do. And yeah. there, there's some bad stories of women who collected, uh, you know, I have this terrible story, this woman who collected, mm-hmm. uh, got a payout when she got divorced. She never, she was a little bit older. And when the alimony ended, that her husband went to the court at his age 65 to retire and to stop alimony. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, then I, I, I don't have anything to live on. And the and the attorney, the judge said, well, you each got, I'm just making this number up, $250,000 right. when you divorced. His is now a million because he invested it. You kept yours in the bank. It's still, now it's worth two fifty two. 
And you can't make him work any longer than 65 to pay you because you you didn't take charge of your life. Right, exactly. You didn't get any more money and she had to figure it out at, at her age, almost 65. It, it, she yep. never took charge of it. Yep. You can't bury your head in the sand. Yeah, and like I said um, before, you know, like for me, it was it's very empowering. And it really, it you know, like you is. said too, like going through divorce, it's weird. You're kind of like trying to find this new identity. And yeah, and I had zero confidence when I had started off on that whole journey of trying to rebuild my life. But by taking steps forward, no matter, even if it wasn't the greatest of step forward, I just took a step forward. It helped build that confidence back up and it helped to rebuild my life my way. Right. And I think that that's what's the beauty of it, too. Like when you if you're out there and you are getting a divorce, you've been divorced, like you don't have to consult with anyone. You don't have to go, hey, do, should we get this house or do you want to like buy an RV or do you want to like go to Italy? You, you do what you want to do, which is so I great. Remember- the first time making some sort of, and it wasn't a large purchase. It was probably a pair of shoes I didn't really need, but they were expensive. And it was just so fun to buy them and to have nobody know that I bought them. Nobody knew what they cost. Nobody looked at them. It's very liberating. <laughs> Looking at the bank records or the receipt or nothing. You no can, questions. You could walk in with a box of shoes in your front door <laughs> like, that's right. I yep. bought these suckers and I'm going out in them. That is so but awesome. It's very empowering. Yeah, empowering, liberating. Yeah. Fun. Wow. So many yeah. great, so many great possibilities of the future. And you know, I as I'm sitting here um in my RV right now, and I've met, I meet the coolest people in RV parks, literally. Yeah. But and I'm starting to meet more and more people that are my age, that are in their, you know, 50s or even in their 40s that have left their jobs that are like, I've always wanted to do this. I'm taking off. I'm, I'm, I'm fulfilling my dreams. It's like, wow. So it's, it's all very possible, whatever it is that you want to do with your life. Maybe you're wanting to, to start a crochet company or something like that, you know, like whatever it is, it's like, you can do it. And the cool thing is there's so many, so many options for us. There's ways to, you know, online, you can learn how to do things. I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. There's yeah. so many more tools, right? Than there used to be. Yeah. And so what's great, what's great about a company like yours though, is that like, I come to you with my dream and then you help to di- dissect it apart and figure out, okay, these are the steps that you can take to get there. And, and you do have to do it, you know, like anything, like, you know, we want to be fit, but to do it, you have to exercise, right? So there's yeah. a little work involved. So yes, you have these dreams, you you have them visualized, you enunciate them, they're out there. So let's see how we can achieve them. And, I, you know, I had a client once tell me she was afraid I was going to, she was really, really nervous for her first call. She was a referral from a friend and she told my friend that she was afraid I was going to yell at her. I'm like, <laughs> what am I going to yell at you? I don't even know you. And, and I'm like, what do you mean? And so we've talked about it. She's like, because I spend too much on whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, that's not my job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yell at anybody, but it's just, you do have to get into the numbers at one point and see if what you want to do is feasible. And if it's not, right. what can we do to make it feasible? Yeah. Yeah. And because and there is unfortunately a practical side to life that you have, to, you have to pay to eat and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. We've um, all had our money mistakes. Yeah. Right. I mean, but then it is about, like you said, too, it's like regaining that control and being more conscious of how you're spending your money. 
Mm-hmm. And having, uh, you know, so many things in life, it's nice to have a second person to, to talk it through. Yes. Does this make sense? Can I do this? You know, okay, you you know, and how to do it. Um, yeah. And what the questions are. It's, it's, it's just having another person to go through it with. And when we do our planning, you know, we're really complete. It's not just income expenses, assets and liability. It's insurance and documents for estate mm-hmm. planning, which isn't fun, but it's a practical part of life. You do have to address at one point. Because yeah. if you don't, somebody's going to have to when you're gone. Yeah. Um, so we do that. The whole circle, our name BPP is build. So that's all the investments and the cash flow planning. And the P is protect all the insurances. And the last P is preserve, mm. which is documents, you know, health documents, wills. And so on paper, it sounds, you know, tedious, but it's, it's important stuff and it gives you control over your life. Yeah. And it'll feel good just to have all that done. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, you know, it's like you, I'm sure you you go through different phases of it, right? You're kind of working towards that dream. And then like for me right now, it's kind of building my life for my seventies and my eighties. So it's like, okay, I've recovered from all of that, from the divorce and the debt and all the drama and all that crap. Here I am. Now I'm starting, I'm working on that next phase. So, cause I, you can't do it overnight and I think you just have to be patient with it. Right. And with yourself. Yeah, you do. You definitely do. As long as you got an eye on what you want, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a good, that's the starting point, right? Yeah. So where, where can we find you? So, um, the company, like I said, is BPP wealth. So that's our website, BPP wealth. Um, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, of course, and it's Lisa Cross stuff. You can see my name. So if you Google me or BPP wealth, you'll find, uh, you know, You'll yeah. find us in a few different places, but we are not on Instagram. Not a lot of financial advisors. Some are, <laughs> but we're not. So I'm sorry. We're on LinkedIn and and our website are the main two places to find us. <laughs> and oh, and you have the book, right? Your uh... yeah, so, so, my, the owner of our company, Deborah Shotsky, wrote a book called Chaos to Joy, yeah. um, which is on Amazon, of course. You can find it. Yeah, I saw the book title. And I like it. You get a free chapter title. on it too if you go to the website and join the newsletter. Oh, nice. um, and one thing we're doing for all of our so we've been on a few podcasts mm-hmm. and we're offering to, to your listeners is that if anybody has a problem, they want to discuss for an hour, you know, everybody gives a free consultation oh. and that's to sell our services. But we thought it might be more fun if somebody has an issue they want to talk about. Ah. I can't promise you I can solve it in an hour. Yeah. So talk you through it. I mean, I had an international tax question the other day. I was like, oh, I, I, this is not an hour project, but <laughs> um, an hour call to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Maybe it's talk through a problem talk through it. You never understood how does social security work, whatever you want to do. So we're offering an hour chat if any of your clients, they just have to mention your show. That is so nice. I I needed you like five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Help me figure this out, Lisa. I mean, obviously I figured it out, but it's been so nice to have someone go do this, 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 and this, and this, and you'll get that. Yeah. Wow. And then, so you're mainly, is it one-on-one coaching and and do you work with people everywhere or? Oh yeah. Everywhere. Cause you know, we get, we are licenses are good everywhere. And, and if we need additional ones, we can get them at the time. Like if somebody needed insurance in the state we weren't in, but we do a lot over zoom, obviously much more than we used to. So we have clients all over. Um, we do, we do, you know, financial planning, we charge a fee. It's an annual fee and it's, it's basically our unlimited, you know, expertise. Like I joke, we're no, we don't charge hourly like lawyers do. Yeah, um, thank God. And <laughs> you can hire us to consult on something like you may be selling a business or, and you want our help with that. Um, and then and we also provide investment 
we work with portfolio managers to provide investments if you want to do that. Um, and we also are licensed to sell insurance, pretty much all of it. And, you know, we just, it's mostly a convenience to our clients because they, they do all the planning. We're like, okay, you need this. And then they have to go find someone yes. to give it to so We help with that. And then we work with estate planning attorneys, yours or anybody else to help you get any documents done. We don't you know write the documents, but we're kind of like, I, I hate to use the mail analogy, but kind of like the financial quarterback, you know, kind of <laughs> work with your accountant, work with your estate planning attorney, with you, whatever we need to get all your ducks in a row. Yeah, exactly. One-stop shopping. Yeah. And it doesn't happen overnight. We take our time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it definitely does not happen that. overnight. No. But is it worth it? Hell yes, it's worth it. Yeah. I've never done a plan where somebody goes, wow, that was a waste of time. I mean, yeah. everyone finishes and goes, okay, I get it now. Yeah. And I always I joke, I have three clients now that when we complete it, like the first round of their plan, quit their jobs. <laughs> for I'm all just, different reasons you know is, two really one was close to retirement two women were single who really didn't like their jobs and they had yeah. enough money they didn't know and the other one was actually a very well-educated highly you know really good job and she just didn't like it so she switched to something else but the plan enabled them to make these decisions yeah not that everybody has their job yeah <laughs> exactly but it but it's good to know that because then after you do take a look at everything, you're like, oh, well, maybe I can do this. Right. Maybe I can buy an RV. Yes. And be crazy like Wendy. <laughs> do a show in your, in your little dinette. <laughs> so I was just thinking nice too. RV, What's that? It's a very nice looking RV though. <laughs> oh, thank you. I know. It looks like a little yacht in here. It does. Um, yeah, it's so nice. But I was just thinking um, how important it is to have control over your money instead of your money having control over you. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of how I felt, you know, years ago. I was like, I felt like I didn't have any control. And now it feels so much better that I have more control over that. Yeah. 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 It is nice. Yeah. You're so awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks so much, Wendy. Did this podcast inspire you, challenge you, trigger you to make a change, or spit out your coffee laughing? Good. Then there are three ways you can thank me. Number one, you can leave a written review of this podcast on Apple iTunes. Number two, you can take a screenshot of the episode and share it on the social media and tag me, Wendy Valentine. Number three, share it with another midlifer that needs a makeover. You know who I'm talking about. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Get out there and be bold, be free, be you.